Welcome to the Israel Daily News Podcast. I'm your host, Shanna Fold, and I'm here to get you caught up quickly. I've got some top news stories for you today from Israel, and guess what? You're listening, so you're already on top of your game. Survive and thrive, people, knowledge is the best weapon. Today is Wednesday, January 18th. 2023 in the Gregorian calendar and the 26th of Tevet 5783 in the Hebrew calendar. Tonight we are on with the Sunset Series event which I'm running on a weekly basis. It's happening tonight for people in their 20s and 30s in Tel Aviv. I am hosting a contact I have been working to bring to this event for months and I actually met him in person after having spoken with him on the phone a few times. I met him in person at a cocktail networking event while I was covering the UN Climate Change Conference COP27 in Sinai, Egypt, and I heard his story again, but live in person when we were there together. Finally, he is coming to speak to the Tribe Tel Aviv community of internationals and immigrants about how he went to Africa on business from Israel and ended up becoming a savior for hundreds of young girls who were minutes away from being sold into sex slavery in Africa. He opened a whole school for them at this point, and it's running like a well-oiled machine. Check out Tribe Tel Aviv on Facebook or Instagram for more details about the event that I'm hosting tonight. It's a free event, and we're on at 7 p.m. Israel time. Now, let's get to the news. Now, this is breaking news. It came to me right as I was about to record. The High Court of Justice has officially struck down Shas leader Arya Derry and his appointment to the role of interior minister and health minister in the new government. Ten judges supported the decision and one dissented. The judges say Derry is not fit for office as he has multiple convictions for corruption charges and took a plea deal in 2020 saying that his jail sentence could be suspended if he would get out of the government and leave his seat. That was part of the agreement. Now that he's back, the court is ruling it wrong. The Jerusalem Post says Derry's lawyers argue that he did not understand that when he left office in 2020, it was supposed to be for good. We don't know how this is going to affect the new government that just came in, especially because Derry and the ministers who follow him in his party have low-key been threatening that a court decision to disqualify Derry could lead the coalition to make a big effort to severely limit the court's power by adding legislation that says the government could override Supreme Court rulings. Critics of this are up in arms, saying giving so much power to the Knesset or parliament would absolutely throw off Israel's checks and balances, which is what makes a democracy a democracy. Member of Knesset Yaakov Margi was 
walking back on some controversial comments that he made this past week to the cameras. The member of Knesset is for the Shas party, and he's been discussing the high court's ruling before it happened today. Arya Derry was removed from office in 2020. Again, he's the chair of that party, and he had been removed after being convicted of tax fraud just a few years ago while he was actually in government. His supporters, especially the ones in his party, had been saying it would be a bad idea for the court to rule against Derry, and Margie has said there will be no government if Derry becomes disqualified, because then he would have to recommend that the party dismantle if they can't have Derry as their one and only leader. Another member of Knesset, Avraham Betzalel, said to Knesset TV that the court would be shooting itself in the foot to make such a decision. Of course, he's also in the Shas party. Many people got worked up over these ideas because it seemed that the Shas party was threatening the Supreme Court and suggested that removing Derry would be a bad idea. Keep in mind that this is actually legislation the party is actively working to pass, and that's what we talked about before, about putting in legislation to override the Supreme Court. Critics say this is a measure that will offset Israel's checks and balances. Yesterday, the party suggested that a decision against Minister Derry would constitute severe damage to the choice of hundreds of thousands of voters and ask the question, quote, is it not reasonable in the eyes of the judges that 400,000 voted for Shas? End quote. Today, Minister Betzalel said comments from yesterday that he made were not understood properly and that he had regretted making them. He also says, quote, as someone who believes in public trust in the court system, my intention was that if the high court cancels the votes of over 400,000 people, this trust will be severely harmed. Of course, now this is Shanna talking, canceling one member of Knesset over a full-blown conviction of tax fraud would not directly equate to the cancellation of votes. It's been widely understood that this issue would need to come to the court and that the government would not be able to move forward if Derry wasn't going to be ruled in favor by the court, and the court has ruled it's a no-go. So I just want to repeat again, voters knew that this was going to be an issue when they cast their ballots. And now the issue has come and it has passed through the court and the court says he is not fit to be a government official. And so to say that it's, it cancels the votes of 400,000, I don't think that that could possibly be accurate. I can't report that in good faith because I've been reporting on the campaign trail all this time. And this is information that has been known to everyone. An Arab-Israeli terrorist who has served 40 years behind bars in an Israeli jail is getting released tomorrow on Thursday. And Israel's new national security minister, Itamar Ben-Gvir, is working with the police to prevent celebrations or acts of sympathy that the terrorist or his family might get as the man is released. His name is Maher Yunis, and his family has already been briefed by the police regarding not having a celebration for his return. Before that, Ben Gvir and Chief Kobi Shabtai had a meeting to discuss the release. The terrorist cousin, Karim Yunis, was recently released as well. The two of these family members served time for killing a soldier named Avraham Bromberg. 
much of the prevention methods going into place right now are in response to celebrations that happened for the Cousins release just two weeks ago, which got right-wing politicians calling on the government to re-arrest the man and also to strip him of his Israeli citizenship. For those who don't understand how this works, there are loads of different types of people in Israel and the region. There's a difference between Palestinians who live in the West Bank under Palestinian authority rule and Palestinians in the Gaza Strip in the south under Hamas rule. Hamas is a terror organization and has no diplomatic ties to the Israeli government the way the Palestinian Authority does. And then you have the Palestinians that live in East Jerusalem who have a unique citizenship situation. And then you have Arab Israeli citizens who are Arab people. Some of them are Muslim, some of them are Christian, and some come from other parts of the world. Some were in Palestinian territories and are now not. Some consider themselves Palestinians. It depends on who you talk to. They are Israeli citizens. They live within the borders of Israel, the clearly defined borders of Israel, and they have the same rights as any other Jewish or Christian Israeli citizenship. If you're an Israeli citizen, you have the same rights as everybody else. So that is how all of that works. And so the government officials were calling for the cousin to get his citizenship taken away from him due to the celebrations that happened after he was released from prison for murdering an Israeli soldier. A couple of security stories. A Palestinian man has been shot and killed after he was shooting at a bus in Gush Itzion and was trying to shoot Israeli soldiers near a checkpoint when officers then fired back and killed him. The Jerusalem Post reports that the 40-year-old terrorist had apparently written a letter saying he had decided to take revenge and hurt the Zionists as well as sacrifice his life to protect Muslim holy sites. The letter was shared with Palestinian news sites. The man had previously served in Israeli prison and was then released. Another incident was reported of a young man who was stopped because cameras that were set up in the Jewish settlement caught him trying to enter the community with a knife. Young people in Palestinian society are now more than ever being affected by TikTok videos, encouraging them to go out and create violence against Jews. There are a lot of harmful videos that are circulating on TikTok and even recordings of people going after others with knives and wreaking terror. The Israel Daily News podcast is still running a holiday fundraising campaign with Hasod. We are extending our campaign through January 31st. So if you would like to make a one-time contribution to us at the Israel Daily News Podcast, we have a special offer for you. It's a Hasod gift box. Hasod sends custom high-end gift boxes of Israeli artisan crafts and goodies all around the world. The boxes are full of surprises from local Israeli artists. However, it doesn't need to be a surprise. You can go to the website and check out all of the items, make special requests, tell us what you want in your box, and then you can get the one that's perfect for you. Boxes cost $75, $150, $250, or $500. And this is a contribution to the Israel Daily News podcast. If you want to give a one-time donation instead of funding us monthly, this is for you. Many listeners of our show really want to see that we keep on working and so they're sending donations monthly like $5, $10, things like that. If you want to make a one-time contribution, you're going to be rewarded for it this month through the 31st. The link to get your box is in the show notes. These goodies are amazing. The chocolates are 
top. The smell of the candles are nice. I have one on my table. And the silky scarves are fantastic. If you get a box, you're in for a treat. I just want my listeners to have some nice things from the Holy Land. And you deserve it. I want to also thank all of you for your interest in Israeli affairs, Israeli politics, or world politics. We have one link in the show notes which you can click on and that'll take you to the page where you too can make a contribution and feel good knowing that you're supporting independent journalism. So check that out at anchor.fm slash Israel Daily News. You can also support us by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Two, you can share the show with a friend and three, you can follow us on Facebook at IsraelDaily.News as well as Shanna Fold. My name has two N's in it and I'm very sensitive about that. You can also find us on Twitter at Israel Podcast. Israel is making an appeal to the Pope. Pope Francis, as well as the head of the International Committee of the Red Cross and even the United Nations Secretary General, is being called on to push on Hamas to send back four Israeli citizens who have been held captive by Hamas in the Gaza Strip for years now. Two of them are soldiers, bodies, and two are men who were mentally ill and accidentally wandered over the border and taken captive, never to be sent back to their families. This push comes after Hamas released a video some months back showing the captured Avira Mengistu, who is an Ethiopian-Israeli citizen who has mental illness and is likely suffering in Hamas' hands. The other two were soldiers captured during the 2014 Gaza War. Eli Cohen of Israel's foreign ministry sent out the letters and says Hamas's taking these people captive and that it is a gross violation of international humanitarian law with no information on his health condition, nor means of communication with family, nor Red Cross visits, end quote. And finally, it's fun to see Israeli stars on Hollywood's red carpet. Have you seen the action drama TV series Tehran with female actress Niv Sultan from Israel. Well, it's a thrilling one about a Mossad secret agent operating in Iran, which is a sworn enemy of Israel. The show was nominated for Best Foreign Language Series, but ultimately lost to a drama called Pachinki. Nevertheless, Sultan was at the Critics' Choice Awards hosted by Jewish-American comedian Chelsea Handler. She was taking pics with all the stars and flaunting a very black to-the-floor dress. Congratulations, Niv. Just a little side note for fun. I once saw Niv drive past the Carmel Market on a Friday afternoon in the passenger seat of a yellow sports car. That was really fun for me. I liked that I spotted her. I see tons of stars, by the way, at the Carmel Market, which is pretty awesome. All right. Well, that is it for today's show. Today is Wednesday, January 18th, 2023. Tel Aviv has a low of 11 degrees Celsius and a high of 22 degrees. That's 51 degrees Fahrenheit for the low, going up to 71 degrees for the high. Subscribe to the Israel Daily News Podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from. We 
are everywhere. Don't forget to sign up to our Israel Weekly News Wrap. It's a newsletter with the top five stories coming out of Israel from throughout the week. I also usually add in a few personal anecdotes so you can get the inside scoop on what's going on in my personal life. And I always mention our professional highlights from the Israel Daily News podcast. Take a listen to a song called Aneni Na by Kunda and Laor, a cousin duo from Jerusalem. Enjoy their work and have a great and productive day. Inside the land of Zion, it's a dance designed to move everyone.